Welcome to the Boss Mama's Mindset. I'm your host, Laura Gadanen, a boss mama who understands what it takes to break free from limiting beliefs and step fully into her unique power. Every other week, you can find a new episode where I interview real boss mamas who share their stories to inspire you to create the life you love. It's everything you need to know to get out of your comfort zone, own your uniqueness, and level up in your life and business. On that note, grab a cup of coffee and get cozy with me as I interview today's Boss Mama. Today, we have Tori Daly. Daly, I messed it up. I knew I would mess it up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Welcome to the Boss Mama's Mindset Podcast. Can you tell everyone who you are and how your journey began to where you do it, what you're doing, and why you're doing what you do today? Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I think we've kind of like briefly exchanged a couple uh, comments on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, you being on kid number two, which is super exciting, um, give you lots of credit for powering through all of this up to like the 11th hour. Um, But I, uh, my name's Tori. And I have two boys of my own. Um, They are soon to be five and two and a half. Um, Married, my husband is a police officer. So we have the lovely challenge of um, dealing with shift work (laughs) and stuff like that. So there's lots of um, juggling and trading off, you know, uh, parent responsibilities. So he has been... Um, probably the biggest key in me figuring out what I want to do and making, basically making this dream come true. Um, Love that. Yeah, yeah, I would be lost without him for sure. (laughs) Um, But I I think like you have made a lot of um, changes, like drastic changes in life, like just kind of leaving one thing and jumping into something else and it being maybe not polar opposite of what you were doing, but definitely a big change and just kind of diving in and, and getting to know what your next moves are and following your heart and your passions, um, by education, formal, formal education. I have a bachelor's in biology and I thought that would lead me into um, nursing. And I actually tried several times to get into nursing school, never really happened. Um, then I got into teaching and I was uh, um, a teacher's assistant for special education in high school, teaching biology and math. Um, and I went back to school for teaching. Um, then by the time I was done my last student teaching, which would have led to graduation, um, New Jersey, which is where I'm at, they were laying off teachers left and right. So I was like, well, maybe this isn't the best decision. Um, so an opportunity came up to work for a catering company, a catering and events company. Um, and I kind of jumped on it because it was a pay grade that I had not seen (laughs) at that time. Um, So I was like, oh, this will be great money and I'll just work for a little while there. But um, I really got into into that business and that company. And I felt like I found 
my groove. So I was working grueling hours, um, 70 plus hours a week. The events themselves were probably 16 to 18 hour days as far as like set up and breakdown. And then um, I just, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. I love the fast pace. I loved being like in it and flexing all my brain muscles. And I just kind of, you know, pushed that biology degree to the side. And I thought that I would always be in this events company. Um, Long story short, I like kind of made my way, made my own ladder at the company. I saw that I was, you know, I was going to get married. I wanted to have children. So it was kind of making positions for myself that didn't exist in that company. Um, as far as having better schedule, like work schedule, um, a little bit more flexibility with needing to be there. Um, and by the time I got pregnant with my first child, um, you know, I left on maternity leave. It was great. Came back and I was just like, I, this, can't have, it's not sustainable. I can't do it anymore. Um, so, uh, begrudgingly (laughs) I left what I loved doing and I just kind of came back home and, uh, floundered for, for quite a while. Um, so I started in the meantime, I was like, well, maybe I'll do something that I still really love, which is, um, work at like decorating houses. I worked with a stager, an interior decorator, just to kind of feel it out. And um, I loved it. Time went on. I was doing a lot of the projects, um, not myself, but taking on a lot more responsibility. And I just kind of was like, you know, I need to branch out and try this on my own. And there was a lot of people saying like, "Um, well, you know, that's a, that's a good idea, but you know, can, do you think you can do it? And so a lot of self-doubt stemmed, I think, from other people's fear for me doing something that I had no formal education on um, and just more of the, you know, practical background, like actually doing it. Um, so it kind of led me into my own uh blog and now interior decorating business called Vita Mode. Um which a lot of people, I guess, don't really understand. I do spell it out on the blog. Vita and Mode are both, uh, you know, of Latin origin, and Vita means life and Mode means style. So I wanted to have this lifestyle blog um, that kind of, it left having a lifestyle blog, you know, leaves you pretty wide open to make any changes that you want. But lately, I've really been focusing on um, the health and wellness aspect of of lifestyle and interior decorating, which is something that not a lot of current interior decorators um, focus on. It's all about making it pretty, but I really want to encourage people to have a pretty house and a healthy house. So that is currently what I'm doing today. It's a very long, windy road, but that is where I am. It's so beautiful because I, you know, I really resonate with a a nonlinear career and sort of reinventing yourself. And I think there's so many people out there that hesitate. And it's so inspiring to hear stories like this because I'm a huge fan of knowing your truth and breaking boundaries and just not going along in life, doing things that everybody expects you to do. 
Like absolutely. They're projecting at you their own fears and insecurities, right? It is. It is. (laughs) And you know, it comes from a place of like challenging. It's when you're like in it and you, it's very easy to get defensive when someone tells you that you can't do something or that like, oh, maybe you should rethink it. And it's like, well, no, I know that I can do this. And if I have faith in me, it would be nice to have the support of someone else. Again, that is where my husband has always come in and he has been my rock, but, you know, fear from my own mother and a couple other people like, oh, well, you know, you're going to have to do this on your own. And I'm like, for now, until it gets to be a little bit bigger. And then hopefully I don't have to do everything on my own, but I'm okay with it. That's awesome. I mean, that's entrepreneurship. And in fact, my husband and I talk about it all the time. Like if you have the luxury of starting a business and not having to do everything yourself, like I want to know how, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. like, literally I feel, I mean, in any capacity that you work, I mean, also when I started out my career in corporate, I was doing mm-hmm the tactical things and and more the execution on like the lower level stuff. But thank God I did because it made me such a better leader when I moved up the chain and I realized what people are doing below me and how, you know, how to appreciate that and, and respect, you know, the, the detailed work because it's always the devil's in the details. Right. So know it yourself. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's easier when you can start to delegate and build a team. Yeah. And a thousand percent. And I would not change any of my story um, and anything that I've done, even though it's been in like multiple different directions. Um, I feel like it has made me a lot more well-rounded as just a human being. Um, but it's let me see things from lots of perspectives. Um, you know, I have, even with the event company that I worked for, I had started with them through college, like as a busser, and then I was a server. And then I did pretty much every job there. So it wasn't like I went in and was like, well, I deserve a little bit better. Better. I'm going to, I want this position, even though it doesn't exist. I want it. I was like, no, if I'm in this position, it allows me to help these other people who are struggling and be like pave a better way for them because what I eventually got into was um, we had no formal like training and development I guess in the company so I had kind of created that for myself with my teaching background it just kind of fit because I had been through all those other positions in the company I knew what people were thinking and the struggles that they were going through so um, that's kind of what I'm trying to do now with my business. Like I can look around my house right now and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many unhealthy things in here that I want to change, but I know I can't do it all at once. I have to like just chip away, chip away at it. And if I can connect with some people who are in the beginning stages of buying a new house or renovating or something like that, and just help them make the better decisions now, because I've been through it. Um, that they don't have to live through those mistakes. So, but I, and y'all ladies, mamas check out her blog because it's beautiful. Aesthetics is a big thing for me coming from the branding space. <laughs> and I really, really am attracted to the freshness and the, 
the cleanliness of it, but also the simplicity, but not in a simple way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't like things too, too busy because yeah. just let, you know. Let, and let I, and I want to clarify to people because a lot of the times when we talk about um, focusing more on the health and wellness, like people immediately think about like, I mean, you do write about diffusers and oils and stuff right. like that, but I yeah. also think that what I really love about your blog is you go beyond that and you say, no, it's also habits, it's um, mm-hmm. colors in the space. Um, it's uh, one of the articles you wrote about was um, way to, to um, now I have to think is mommy brain, but how <laughs> to get better sleep at night, I think was something yes. of that. And like, yep. I, I just mm-hmm. think that it's a holistic thing. Like I know if I walk into my house and it doesn't feel yeah, good, I'm, I'm just, I'm frantic. I'm, and you know. I think as women and maybe mothers, especially you are, are so much more sensitive mm-hmm. to your environment that like, and especially for me, like I have two boys who could not care less. Right. <laughs> About anything. I mean, they, I'm lucky if I can get them to wash their hands after going to the bathroom. But like, and my husband's the same way. Like he appreciates what the effort that I put into here and they do respect, um, you know, we don't live in a shrine. It's still a kid's home, but they know certain things are off limits and it, not everything needs to be baby proofed, but like, I, I want to come into a relatively not necessarily clean, but just somewhat organized house because I know my triggers. And if I come in and I'm immediately stressed out, anything that happens from there on out, and whether it's my kids just being kids or my husband coming home later than expected, it just compounds and it pushes my anxiety levels higher and my fuse gets shorter you know, and it's the ugly side, (laughs) ugly side of mothering. But, um, we all have those moments where we just break. And uh, for me, it's, I want a space where everyone can kind of come in from the hecticness of the world and the craziness and just unwind and feel comfortable. Yeah. And I like the way you say personalized because it's different for everyone. Yeah. And that it's so important, you know, to get tapped into just like being your own mom. Mm -hmm. Like it's so hard. And we often have this mom guilt because we feel like we're not keeping up with the Joneses, but like at the end of the day, it's really about personalized, like what's your personalized style in everything you do, whether it be decorating your home, you know, feeling that you're balanced, uh, being a good mom. (laughs) It all goes together. Um, Surrounding yourself with what you love and what, you know, feed, feed your, the positive part of your soul. For um, sure. That it's just, and not, not everyone's the same. You see a lot of the, of similar interiors and stuff, I guess, uh, especially on Instagram. And it's hard to discern like, well, who is the person behind there? Like you don't really get a good glimpse into who that person is just like the same I don't know. House yeah. plants. <laughs> uh-huh. I get it. Now, interesting, because I wanted to ask you about your biggest mindset hurdle over the last year, and I do. But I was thinking, you know, when you're an interior decorator or designer and you're working with clients that 
say they want something, mm-hmm. but then maybe they keep saying, oh, I don't know if I like that. Do you have to really dig deep and see what is it that is holding them back? Like maybe there is certain like beliefs or traditions or values, or maybe there's a difference of opinion between the couple that you're, you're designing the home for. Like, how do you help them overcome these hurdles? Um, gently. <laughs> <laughs> you get to know people very intimately um, throughout the design process because it's not just about putting in like, oh, what's going to look good in this space and what kind of knowing you knowing what's going to work and what's going to look good and versus what they want, but you want it to function well. Mm. Um, Cause if they walk into what they were comfortable with for 20 some years and they walk into something completely new, you have to make it as familiar and comfortable to them, but also a wow factor as like as much as possible. So um, th- I don't, know many people who are totally on the same page with their um, aesthetic. And even for me, it's hard. Like I am, I'm somewhere in between like modern and transitional. Um, some traditional, traditional pieces I like, like I really like uh, antique family, like heirlooms. Like I have a cut crystal bowl for my grandmother that I put wine wine corks in, but it's just like a little something that I, you know, work into my house. So I really try to do that with clients as well. Like, okay, no, you want a new kitchen. No, you want a new bathroom. Great. We'll work with that. Um, try to figure out what their style is and then just gently guide them out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, like, well, what if we do that? And it's, not saying we're going to do this. It's like a what if and plant that seed and then they can sit on it for a little bit. Um, you know, I actually had clients who they wanted, they were set on a gray and white kitchen and I'm like, great. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone has gray and white kitchens and I'm fine with it. But I was like, well, what do you think about a blue Island? And they're like, mm, I'm okay. The, like the wife was like, I'm okay with it. But the husband was like, probably not. So as we go out through the process, they start noticing things that they've never noticed before um, in other people's houses. And they're like, wow, it's everywhere. I want to do something different. So when I get the chance to have clients that want to do something different, I like eat it up and just give them a bunch of ideas and we kind of pick away at them. So they end up finding something that they may not have figured out that they liked on their own. Um, and then when they see it come together, they're generally, generally happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always yeah. the difficult, uh, or more challenging yeah. clients. And when you work in the creative or design business, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, um, what is the biggest mindset hurdle you've had to overcome this year? Oh, um, So I think with um, where I really want the business to be with the focusing on the health of the home um, and finding things that are, uh, you know, their quality and they're as less as less toxic as possible, as least toxic as possible, I guess. 
it's not something that is really resonating with a lot of people. You know, I think most people are still like, oh, Target just released a new line. I want to go check it out and buy everything that's there. And that I am guilty of that for sure. Um, but it's trying to stay true to that more mindful piecing together of a home um, with really good quality materials and uh, planning it out so that it really reflects you. Um, it's not something that I think a lot of people are into. However, um, I feel like I, I can't back away from it because I know that the movement of clean beauty and the clean eating um, is eventually going to trickle over into the overall home, I believe, um, especially now that people are working from home more and homeschooling more. You spend a lot of time in, in the house and, um, you know, people are coming up with all these like weird autoimmune diseases and just having brain fog that they can't, um, they can't explain. And I think it really comes from the stuff that we have been putting in our home and even the lack of, uh, focusing on making it ours, like we talked about before, like having it really resonate with you because that energy is cyclical. Like whatever comes out of you goes in your house and whatever comes out of your house goes into you. And it's just, you know, it's constant. So it's really important. I think it also depends on like the region that we live in, in the United States, because I mean, I'm here in California and I can tell you people would eat it up here. I know. Um, I feel like I'm on the wrong wrong coast. Right. But I, I do think it just takes time. And said before, it's kind of like slowly introducing it. I mean, I started thinking more about it when I became pregnant. I think a lot of women do like what, what we're putting on our body. And I worked in the fragrance industry for a long time. So I know like how fast things are absorbed and all the chemicals they put in food and stuff. So, you know, I think people are there. They started with the skin and the body and then they slowly realized, wait, it's also what I'm eating or maybe it was eating and then the body. I can't remember, but I think my point is eventually like, they're going to be like, wait, maybe my home does matter. So (laughs) you're on to something going. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, because it's definitely like here, especially the East coast, like it's, um, it seems very woo woo along with like the crystals and stuff like that. But I, you know, for, for me, I feel like, um, you know, a lot, even the crystals, especially like I started incorporating, incorporating them into our home and we are, you know, Christian by faith. And I know there's a lot of, um, very religious people who would just like kind of poo poo it, um, and say that that's, you know, taking away from God or whatever. But I am a firm believer that like, again, like everything is cyclical and what has been put on this earth is meant for us. We are meant to take care of it and it's meant to take care of us. And it's just finding out what those things are and how to use them properly in our lives. Well, I'm as frou-frou as they come, I guess. <laughs> I love <laughs> and I, it. <laughs> and I love my spiritual journey. It's only happened yeah. over the last, um, really strong the last year, I think after my miscarriage, but I had a recently a baby ceremony. And one of the things that, um, that I found when I was doing the research about ceremonies and rituals was, um, having an altar 
where all your guests provide a gift for the baby that is small, but it's has meaning behind it and can bring good energy as the baby comes into your home. So I got beautiful crystals and feathers and, um, you know, the, the, I'm blanking now, of course, on the, that wood that you burn. Um, and the sage, the sage, I was going to say the sage sage. And then the other stick, which I can't remember right now, of course, but, um, it is such a beautiful altar and my husband designed it. It's 3d printed. It's, it's just like so beautiful. And I just like when people were reading me the stories and the meaning behind what they were giving, I mean, this girl is going to come into the world already with such a beautiful conscious and like surrounded by so much good energy. And that was really important to me. And it like right now, that's my mission to share with women. The importance of raising good kids goes beyond just like rules and no screen time. It's actually like, the energy we provide around them and like things that you just said. So I am hundred percent on board and sorry for the language, put your headphones on, but screw anyone who doesn't think like that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's okay. It's, that's pretty appropriate. <laughs> no, I mean, everyone take, everyone's on a different, um, you know, timestamp yeah. on their journey and it takes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent like where a lot of other super spiritual people are, but I, you know, I think that's one of the things that we as mothers can do. I think we race to just kind of get ahead and like, Oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Oh, this is what we, this is where my kid should be in 10 years or whatever. And it's like, we need to just focus on the here and now and like what, what state we're in and absorb the lessons that we're learning at the time you know like because you've seen it and I've seen it in, on crazy journeys there are so many lessons that we learned along the way and we didn't even know that we were learning them for sure um and I think that's uh society in general like it's there's been more of the movement to slow down and to enjoy the earth and the and the spiritual things and um you know, things that are not just man-made all the time. Uh, and I, that's a really awesome thing. And I kind of hope it keeps going <laughs> because it's what's going to ground people and center people and, instead of us eating each other alive and beating each other down. Yeah. We need it so bad. So speaking mm-hmm. of lessons, mm-hmm. um, running a business around motherhood <laughs> is just like beyond, it's like yes. I, I, I think back, my husband and I always joke, like when we thought we were the busiest in life, like, oh my God, I'm so busy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you pre- have no idea what busy is until- Three children, you like, it's like a whole other level, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 You legit run on fumes forever, but you're like, it also makes you realize you're like, oh, I'm so much stronger. Like yeah. I'm so much stronger than I ever thought I was. Cause I literally can keep going until my legs fall off. Right. <laughs> but what has been the biggest thing? Like if any boss mama out there is like at the point where they're thinking about starting something or even they're in it, but you know how you have those moments of like, Oh, mm-hmm. can I keep doing this? Like, what would you say to them? Oh, just keep going and don't try to find that balance right away. Um, I think that's something that just comes naturally. Um, the more you struggle to, it's kind of like perfectionism. The more you struggle to find that balance, the less you're actually going to be able to perform well. Um, 
either as a mother or as a boss. Um, it's not that it, they can't coexist. It's just like when you're starting out, um, don't try to be all things all at once. Um, you know, I, <laughs> there's times I would take calls with my kids at, like locked in our den and my husband was <laughs> in. I'm like, can you just take them for 10 minutes? I have to make this call. And I had like one client on the phone. She's like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Do you have a dog in your house? And I was like, nope, that's my two-year-old barking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, luckily, you know, you, you kind of get to know the people that you're working with and it wasn't like a big deal, but you know, profession professionally, like that is mortifying to me, but um, it's, I don't know. I think I've just learned to be, to stop trying to blog when my kids are running around. Um, because I do, I get like guilt in the back of my head, like, oh, I should be with them. And if I don't, if I'm not spending time with them, um, you know, they're going to regret me down the line. <laughs> or if I don't get this blog out, like it's going to be the end of me. And it's, it's not like it just, it is what it is. If things stall out at the moment, if I don't blog for a couple of weeks, then that's just where I am right now. Like I'm not going to break my back anymore to try to just get things out. Um, it, it's just, and the same thing with finding clients, like they'll come when the time is ready. Like if they're not, if I don't have a bunch of things lined up, then I'm meant to spend some time with my family at that point. And I need to not, you need to not focus on what you don't have and just enjoy what is going on right then and there. Abundance. Yep. Focusing mm -hmm. on abundance instead of money. I love it. That's such great advice. I think that's also why when I was thinking of the tagline for Lady Boss Mamas, I didn't use the word balance because I don't think it exists. I think it's about I juggling. <laughs> I think it's about juggling it all. And just, you know, sometimes you drop the balls, but then you pick it back yes. up and you like, I've... you know, <laughs> so funny. I feel like I'm in such the minority when I'm like, balance doesn't exist. No. <laughs> and they're like, well, what? Like everyone talks about work-life balance. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think it's a thing. I no. think you just take and like you spend more time in one area when you need to and then you shift over to the other when you can and I mean maybe that's balanced but nothing will ever be in equilibrium um one's always going to be outweighing the other and it's okay like we don't need to be all things all at once I hear you the mama guilt can really come on strong but especially because I think deep down we just want so bad to be there for them and we yes. want to and we want to really hold the right space for them. And I think when, whenever, you know, I'm talking to moms about that, it's, it's like, what did you need as a child? Like when you were, I mean, my son's like a little over two and a half, like mm -hmm. he just needs to know that I'm there. Like he needs right. to know that he's loved. It doesn't have yeah. to be every single second of the day, but there will be key yeah. moments where we can have that bond and that connection. And he will just know they're very, Mm -hmm. They're very wise. They're wiser than we actually give them credit yes. for, right? Yes, they are. And, and you'll find with like baby number two, they will most likely have very different wants and needs. Yeah. Um, like my five-year-old, soon to be five, um, he has always just like needed to touch me and needed to be on me. And like just he needs, his love language is just like 
touch words, words <laughs> of affirmation yeah. and touch. Like, do you love me? Do you love me? Hey, look at this. Hey, let's play. And I'm like trying to slowly teach him, like, you don't always need mommy and daddy to play with you. You can play by yourself and we'll play with him for like a little bit. And then we're like, okay, we need to go do X, Y, and Z. It's now time for you to play with your brother. But his brother prefers to play by himself. <laughs> he wants nothing to do with anybody. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, it's right now it's us fostering their bond and getting them to, to really play with each other and interact with each other because two and a half is still kind of young, but like, um, they're just very different kids. And uh, it's funny because I was listening to the sleep podcast that you did. Mm-hmm. And my first one, my first one was never a sleeper. And like to this day, he'll still wake up and he's like, mommy, can you come run my back in my bed? And I'm like, there's nights where I'm like, no, I'm, I'm sleeping in bed. And then other nights I will go in and I rub his back. I give him, you know, whatever he needs because he doesn't always need it. He thinks yeah. he does, but he learns like, okay, well, she doesn't need to come in because he was waking up with potty training. Like every night he would wake up. He's like, I have to go potty. And I'm like, go, <laughs> just go ahead. You don't need me to be there. And it's, it's hard because you don't want to sound like a cold hearted mother. Who's like not giving their kids everything that they ask for, but they have to learn autonomy at some point because yeah. you won't always be there to do it whether they're in school or with a grandparent or cousins or something, there's going to be a situation where when you're not there and you have to like build those coping mechanisms and their, their self-assurance that, yeah, I can do this on my own. (laughs) Maybe, maybe five is a little young. (laughs) No, it's, it's so important that independence. I mean that my, my son's been going to daycare all day, every day of the week since he was 18 months yeah. And at, her, at first I was like, oh my God, are we doing the right thing? But the truth is, is that he thrives in that kind of environment. He's social. That, yeah. He's yeah. a little Leo, <laughs> true to its form. And uh-huh. he's so happy doing it. He's never, ever been unhappy going. So it's like, I mean, actually yeah, I'm doing him a favor. <laughs> right. And you, you know your kids, like you can, you can read if they're not comfortable in an environment, you'll know it. Exactly. But if they are excited, like when you go in or there's never like a crying or complaining or whining about anything, then you know, you're, they're in the right place, you know, and you're setting a good example as a mom, like you're, you're making sure that they are well taken care of. Um, but you're also showing them that like, women, I think this, I actually think this is especially important for boys, um, maybe just as a mom of boys that they see that I don't need, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I, for me, I'm not made to be that stay at home mom who's cleaning up after them all the time or making dinner every night. Like we get takeout. (laughs) Um, I try to do my best, but, um, they need to see me happy and they need to see me doing what I love. And that is both my business and taking care of them. Um, I think it's really important for kids to see that at any age. I have so enjoyed our conversation. I feel like, you know, we could talk for hours. (laughs) Sorry, me too. Um, So we'll, we'll have to keep carrying on our conversation, but, um, 
you know, I just want to first um, tell everyone where they can find you. Of course, I'll put all the links in the in the info of the podcast, but just briefly share with people how they can find you and how they can hire you if they if they want. Sure. And do you only sure. work with clients locally or? I don't. Um, I've been toying with um, like the e-design aspect, um, certainly giving, um, you know, advice for, um, you know, materials and stuff like that, um, or areas that they can find um, cleaner furniture, cleaner paint, that kind of stuff. Um, But even like paint, like color consulting um, and space planning, um, that's really relatively easy to do by e-design. So um, I am definitely open for that. It's something, you know, on a client to client basis that um, whatever their needs are, we could do. Great. And so they find you on Instagram. So my, yep. My Instagram is, I believe it's Vita, V-I-T-A underscore mode, M-O-D-E. And my website is um, Vita Vita dashmode.com. Perfect. And all of that will be linked in there as well. We, I'm just so excited to be able to finally like connect via audio instead of just through social. Although I love making really good connections on social. I have to say, um, when you put yourself out there and you're very clear on the kind of people you want to like bring into your life, it, it happens. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad we were able to connect and Um, Me too. Share your story. And I think the big message here is don't be afraid to do something that's in your heart, even if you have no experience in it. And everybody's Mm -hmm. telling you, why would you do it? Just go with your heart, right? (laughs) Yep, absolutely. I couldn't have a higher stack of cards against me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. But it's okay. Um, It's what what makes you thrive. And, you, you know, like you said before, just know your truth and do what makes you happy. And that is the best way to end this. So lady boss mamas out there, we hope you have enjoyed this conversation and that you've taken away tidbits of inspo for you that will help you either get started going after your dreams or continue building it. And until next time, I thank you for joining us and please leave a comment and a rating on iTunes and let us know what your favorite part of this episode was. And we will talk to you guys very soon.